0: Before we get into today's episode, I want to thank a couple sponsors that we were able to secure for this season, uh, season five of the Scuttlebutt. It's exciting to be able to get sponsors for this. Uh, We're really thankful for them. Uh, The first one, you might have heard them already, is D&D Metal Recycling and Auto Salvage. The Scuttlebutt's been pairing with D&D for quite some time. Uh, D&D began as a small hauling and used auto parts operation in the Pittsburgh area in the late 1970s and has grown into a full-service metal recycling company with two locations, Lawrenceville and Tarentum. These are state-of-the-art scrapyards with deep roots in the community and a strong commitment to the service of their customers. D&D accepts all types of metal, both ferrous and non-ferrous, that may be generated by industrial manufacturing, construction and demolition, small commercial entities, as well as individual customers. They have a wide variety of material handling equipment and are capable of managing any job in a timely and efficient manner. You can contact them for quotes and availability at D &D, D D. Autosalvage.com. Thank you, DD, for supporting this podcast. Uh, been wonderful collaborating with you, and uh, we're looking forward to, to being with you uh, all through season five here. We'd also like to thank a new sponsor for the Butt, Tobacco Free Adagio Health. Tobacco-Free Adagio Health is dedicated to preventing and reducing tobacco use and increasing education about tobacco hazards and secondhand smoke. Of course, the best way to be tobacco-free is to never start. And we'll be sharing more about the many programs offered by Tobacco-Free Adagio Health in the future. You can check out more of their work at tobacco-free.adagiohealth, that's health.org. tobaccofree.adagiohealth.org. Org. Um, really excited to have sponsors on board uh, for the Scuttlebutt, and uh, I hope you enjoy this upcoming episode. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Scuttlebutt. I'm your host, Sean Hall, director of programming with the Veterans Breakfast Club. We're a nonprofit in Western PA whose mission is to create communities of listening around veterans and their stories to connect educate, heal, and inspire, and what better way uh, to honor Memorial Day is to listen to a veteran. That's what we're gonna do today. We are inviting on Yari Villanueva from the organization Taps Across America. Yari is an Air Force veteran, and he started Taps Across America in 2020 to bring people together from across the country to play taps on Memorial Day. As a civilian myself, Memorial Day was kind of always that day where you just had a picnic, Uh, but it has a much, much deeper meaning to veterans. And I think it should have a much deeper meaning to all of us as civilians of, of the United States. We talk with Yari about his service, about TAPS Across America, about what TAPS means to him, the history of TAPS. So I hope you enjoy this conversation, and I hope you find a way to honor, remember, and reflect to the people that gave the ultimate sacrifice on this Memorial Day. Thank you so much for watching and supporting the podcast, and enjoy the show. Yari, thank you so much for joining the Scuttlebutt today. I really appreciate you taking the time with us. I'd love for you to introduce yourself.
1: Well, Thank you so
0: much for having
1: me. Hi, everyone. I'm Yari Villanueva. I'm the director of TAPS for Veterans. I am a retired military. I served in the United States Air Force Band for 23 years as a bugler at Arlington National Cemetery. Then I worked for about 10 years for the state of Maryland as the director of military funeral honors. And uh, since my retirement, or second retirement, I've been working very hard with TAPS for Veterans, helping provide live buglers at military funerals around the country.
0: Wow, so 23 years in the Air Force, all as a bugler? That's correct. With the Air
1: Force Band, uh, my duty was uh, with the Air Force Ceremonial Brass, which is the ceremonial unit of the Air Force Band. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our main mission is to provide military funeral honors to the Air Force retirees and, and veterans and active duty uh, at Arlington National Cemetery. That means, of course, providing the music that is uh, played as, the, as they escort the caisson down to the grave site, mm-hmm. uh, play the hymns as the casket is taken from the caisson up to the uh, site. And of course, most importantly, providing a bugler to sound taps at the conclusion of the ceremony.
0: Before we get to TAPS, I'd like to hear why did you decide to enlist and what what drove you to Air Force?
1: Well, you know, the Air Force is such a great organization. I've heard so much. And actually, as a kid, um, I remember watching the funerals for the Apollo 1 astronauts Mm. uh, at Arlington National Cemetery. And I do remember very vividly uh, that they played abide with me as they took the caskets of the two astronauts up to their final resting place. Mm -hmm. And I was just enamored by that. And as a kid growing up too, I had watched uh, on television, the funeral of of John F. Kennedy. And those two major ceremonies really stuck with me. Uh, After I went to uh, Peabody Conservatory to study music, I uh, then taught in the schools for a while and then dropped out of teaching to get my master's at Kent State University. Mm -hmm. Then came back to Baltimore and auditioned for all the bands. And I was really just absolutely thrilled when the Air Force Band accepted me in 1985. Mm -hmm. And it it was just, you know, a a dream come true, being able to work with the finest Uh, musicians in the world and and working on a mission that is very special uh to our veterans and of course to everyone involved in the Washington area uh providing the music not only you know at at the cemetery but also providing the ceremonial music so important at the White House for uh for for the special events there Mm -hmm. playing arrival ceremonies at the Pentagon and the uh at Andrews Air Force Base, all important duty. And of course, those ceremonies really
0: need to have music. So that seems to me as a civilian is a very solemn thing to sort of be struck by as a kid and then into want to do that as your career. Do you know why those those ceremonies really stuck with you? And what what made you want to pursue that? Well,
1: I can remember vividly uh, as a kid, and I was eight years old when uh, the Kennedy assassination took place. Yeah, and I can remember vividly watching and seeing the caisson, seeing the troops march down, you know, the, um, up Pennsylvania Avenue to the, to the, to the Capitol, the, the solemn pageantry of the ceremonies at Arlington National Cemetery. Mm-hmm. And of course, the bugler sounding taps you know, it, and and that, as it turned out to be, the first time TAPS had been heard on such a, a, a worldwide stage. Mm-hmm. And, and that really struck me. And then, of course, in 1967, you know, four years later, watching that ceremony on television for the Apollo 1 astronauts. Yeah. And I've always been interested in the ceremonial aspect of the military. And, you know, I was really drawn to it. Mm-hmm. I was really really excited to be accepted
0: by the band. Did you come from a military family?
1: My father actually had served during World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a merchant marine um, oh. and actually actually we uh, just passed a very important um, anniversary in his military life. On, mm-hmm. um, He was a, um, a seaman uh, aboard uh, liberty ships. He served on four different liberty ships during World War II. The very first ship he s- served on was the SS McKees um, He had just enlisted in March of 1943. On April 29, 1943, the McKees was sunk, uh, torpedoed by a German U-boat. Uh-huh. Um, out of all the the crew that uh, felt, got to the water, All of them, except for one, was saved. Uh, My father was, of course, one of the fortunate ones that was able to jump into the water. He actually grabbed his trunk and threw the ship's cat into the trunk before going into the water. Wow! Uh, So he survived that. And every year on April 29th, the city of McKeesport holds a special ceremony to honor the memory of those merchant seamen who really did an important duty during World War One? So I'm very proud of my, my dad's service, and and I guess that rubbed off on me a little bit. My father actually wanted me to become a civilian engineer, but uh, I, I found a, a bigger calling in music, and yeah. then being able to go into the military and combine those two things was like a dream come true.
0: Uh, and when you went in there's this you know you have a long service of just sort of commitment to remembrance of the fallen of honoring veterans um and and I want to get to that idea a little bit later uh but but first let's talk about taps and now taps taps for veterans taps across america the organizations you you know you are currently running but let's let's focus in on just the history of taps specifically uh it's a it, it is a solemn song um you know it, it's played at 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 funerals uh, for fallen of the military. Uh, But where did it start and how long has it been around?
1: Well, the call itself has been around since July of 1862. And interestingly enough, the call of taps is the only call in our military manual that's played slowly throughout. And it actually has two uh, different um, reasons for its existence. Uh, The the first one is originally how the call came about was the signal lights out. It turned out that a Union general by the name of Daniel Butterfield, who was from Utica, New York, was the uh, commander of a brigade. And just following the seven days battle in uh, June of 1862, the Union army fell back to the shores of the James River just south of Richmond. And it was there that General Butterfield heard the regulation call of extinguished lights, and he did not like that very much. He thought it was just too formal of a call to play at the end of the day. He wanted something a little more somber sounding a little more slower. So. He reached into his memory uh, and and dredged up an old bugle call that had gone out of use prior to the Civil War. Uh, And he took that bugle call and chopped off most of it, just took the last six measures and rewrote it into the 24 notes that we know today as taps. Mm -hmm. He called his uh, brigade bugler, a 23-year-old by the name of Oliver Wilcox Norton, called him into his tent this evening in July and Together, they they worked it out. He would play the call for him, and, and Butterfield would su- make suggestions about stretching a note out or making it a mm. little shorter. And he instructed Norton to play that call that evening in place of the regulation uh, extinguish lights, which mm. Norton did. The next day, he was approached by other buglers from other brigades asking, What was that you played? And Norton said it was the new call that the general had come up with and he furnished copies of it to the other buglers. And pretty soon everyone's playing this new call. So the call originally began as the call to extinguish lights, to be played at night, to to say lights out and for the guards to post their duty. It's a little bit later that it becomes associated with military funerals when it sounded at a funeral for a cannoneer mm-hmm. uh, whose commander thought it would be a little might be dangerous to, to fire off the traditional three volleys so he uh, because the enemy was so close so he decided look, have the bugler just play this new call yeah so by the end of the civil war and then as we get to the latter part of the 19th century Taps becomes more and more associated with, you know, not only extinguished lights, but also becoming the call sounded at funerals, and then later on at memorial services, as memorial services start happening in the wake of the Civil War. It's kind of interesting that the U.S. Army uh, first publishes the music for TAPS in 1874 when they revised the infantry manual, but they don't call it taps they call it extinguished lights because that's what it's supposed to be. So for the next uh, two decades it's used that way um, as extinguished lights and played unofficially at military funerals. Finally, in 1891, you know, it takes the Army a little while to, to catch up on things. A little while. The Army finally recognizes the call and puts it into the manual as the title of taps, along with information that the call is to be sounded after three volleys are fired at a military funeral. So since then, it has, be- it has become our call uh, at military funerals it's also used at memorial services wreath ceremonies and a couple of years ago we were able to get congress to recognize it as our national song
0: of remembrance and wh- where did the name specifically taps come from was it originally when they were in the tent figuring it out and that's that's what they titled it that's a great question one of the questions i get a lot <laughs> the, the uh the title for the
1: the tune is actually comes from three drum taps. Uh, Before taps, when the call of extinguished lights was sounded back Mm -hmm. before taps was written, when the the call of extinguished lights would go, a lone drummer on the parade field would hit the drum three times. Mm. Um, That was the drum signal for extinguished lights. And so soldiers would call that the drum taps. Um, in fact, I believe there's there's a book called Drum Taps in Dixie, yeah. um, which is about the drum tap, the three beats, which means you know go to sleep. Mm-hmm. When the new bugle call starts to replace that drum beat, soldiers naturally call it Taps. taps. So it, it so the, the, the word or the the title actually derives from a drum beat. Wow.
0: Um, and it's so uniquely American Taps that. Do any, does any other country have something like this, a call, uh, something they play at their military funerals? Oh, absolutely.
1: Um, uh, militaries around the world um, have calls, of course, their bugle calls, similar to ours, a call to wake up, a call mm-hmm. to summon the officers, a call to go to breakfast. Uh, and in the evening, they have the call of tattoo, which means it's the last roll call of the day they also have a call in the evening to go to sleep. Countries also have uh, a call to honor the dead. Uh, In the uh, United Kingdom and all Commonwealth countries, that call is called the last post. Uh, It's a much longer call, and it's usually traditionally followed by a moment of silence followed by the rouse or the reveille or reveille as they like to pronounce it. in italy there's a call called il silenzio and that is played uh in the evening to signal go to sleep and that call is kind of interesting because the first couple of notes sounds a little like our taps which yeah. has led a lot of people to believe that il silenzio and taps are the same but it's it's not they're different calls but they have the same purpose yeah um there are other countries. Uh, in fact, I just did a um, article about bugle calls in the Ukrainian army. Since uh, Ukraine mm-hmm. has been on our mind recently. yeah, uh, they, they have a special call for the burial of their soldiers. Mm-hmm. And I've also uh, put that up on my uh, website. Uh, so the other countries do have a way of honoring their soldiers. Interestingly enough, uh, Germany, doesn't use a bugle call, they use a trumpet player playing a tune called My Comrade. It's a mm-hmm. very lovely little tune. And then of course, the French use a, a, a bugle call uh, and my French is awful and I'm I, terrible. Uh, so I'll spell it, it's A U X M O R T S O More, I think, mm-hmm. uh, which means the dead. And that call is sounded. At their military funerals and their wreath ceremonies. So, yes, long long answer to your question. Other oh. countries do have bugle signals, uh, but taps is certainly unique to our country.
0: Does the Does Scotland use bagpipes
1: or Ireland? That I'm not sure because you know <laughs> uh, uh, my my main interest is
0: is bugles. Bugle not, specifically.
1: You, yeah, that's <laughs> you up on the bagpipe world. So. <laughs>
0: Um, through your long service and uh, this commitment and serving at, at um, Arlington, uh, I, I, I would feel like as a civilian, if I had to go every day to play taps and be a part of these these funerals, that 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 would that would be kind of depressing. Just to be to be honest, how how do you continue the work and continue to to serve? But also, continue to feel like this this is something that means something and and be you know uh, i guess stay positive through that through those many years
1: well, to the families that come to Arlington to say farewell to their loved ones they 're going to see so much they 're going to see the, the soldiers, the airmen, the marines you know doing their thing in their in their ceremonial uniform they 're going to remember the 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 firing party they're going to remember the caisson but they're really going to remember taps how that was sounded at the conclusion of the ceremony that sound will always be with them and it's so it's so important to us military buglers to make sure that we sound that call as perfectly as possible Mm -hmm. doing it day after day of course you know, it can be quite emotional because you you see very close the families, the grieving. You see the the chaplains going through the ceremony. You see how they're holding the flag so, so solemnly, tightly, and then the folding of it. And it it, it can affect you. And, And the way we deal with it, at least for me, is that I tend to step back a little bit, you know, not try to get involved with every military funeral. I know everyone is, every one of those funerals is so special and so important i try not to get too involved because if if excuse me if you become involved with each single one you won't last more than a month doing it so we we like to step back just a little bit and and do our job as the you know the best way we can and knowing that that is the thing that the families are going to remember
0: you no, know, this is a very big month for you. Memorial Day coming up, um, obviously, you know, honoring and remembering, reflecting on those who gave the ultimate sacrifice, and uh, you know, you only just started this organization, Taps for, for veterans, Taps across America, in 2020. So uh, it's very new, uh, but it's gaining a lot of traction and it's blossoming very quickly. But can you talk to me about what led you to uh, to start the organization?
1: Sure. Uh, well, we started uh, Taps for Veterans back around 2012, uh, when we uh, saw the need of having an organization that could help provide military, uh, excuse me, live buglers at military funerals. Our organization, that's our number one mission uh, for TAPS for Veterans, being able to provide that service to our families. The other thing that we do, and I think we do very well, is that we we sponsor major events during the year and we're partnered with other organizations to help spread the word helping provide buglers for example uh every year we have buglers who come for the 100 nights of taps in gettysburg pennsylvania where a bugler will sound taps uh every night between memorial Day and Labor day mm. uh, that all volunteers who come everybody we, we never uh, have the same bugler twice uh, it 's amazing uh, we opened up registration in mid March and within two weeks all the dates were filled everyone wow. loves doing that yeah. uh, we also, we also partner with the Doughboy Foundation to provide a live bugler every single day at uh, the World War I Memorial in Washington, Mm -hmm. D.C. That bugler um, will sound the call at 5 p.m. dressed in a doughboy uniform. We've also uh, had large ceremonies. We commemorated the 150th uh, uh, anniversary of TAPS in 2012. In 2013, we uh, commemorated the 50th anniversary of the sounding of TAPS at the funeral of John F. Kennedy. And that has a a very special story in itself. Uh, We do um, ceremonies every year on Veterans Day to honor the uh, Tomb of the Unknown Soldier uh, and other events that come up. And of course, the big one taps across America, which, interestingly enough, we started back in 2015, uh, not 2020. Okay. Yeah, uh, Yeah. In 2015, I came up with the idea of TAPS Across America as a program that would help spread, you know, the idea of TAPS all around the country. So that's why TAPS Across America. And so we got the website going. We had the Twitter page and the Facebook page set up. So that was going along for a while until 2020 when it when it went ballistic, sort of. Uh, Everything with... shut
0: down. So, you know, this was a great way to reconnect everybody, right? Exactly. In, in fact, that's was that was the big
1: reason why it took off. Unfortunately, because of the cancellation of all those Memorial Day ceremonies mm-hmm. in uh, May of 2020, Uh, people were wondering, well, what can we do to honor our veterans? And I thought, I came up with the idea, why don't we use the National Pause for Remembrance, which is done at three Mm o'clock on Memorial Day. Now, Congress had passed that back, I think around the year 2000, where it encouraged uh, Americans, wherever they were, you know, you be at your picnic, you know, you've done your ceremony in the morning, mm-hmm. but you're spending family time or doing something in the afternoon, just to take one minute and just pause and reflect on the sacrifices of our military, to those who who gave their lives in service to our country, mm-hmm. and also to remember those who are still serving. And I thought, what a great idea. Why don't we do this at uh, three o'clock? Mm-hmm. And then we got partnered with CBS, which gave us uh, a big, uh, much more national exposure, right. and it, it just
0: a uh, from there. And so, it, it, so TAPS is specifically, this, specifically on Memorial Day, it's 3 p.m., but is there another time that it can happen, 3 p.m. or 5 p.m., or is congressionally it's supposed to happen at 3 p.m.?
1: Well, it, it, yes,
0: <laughs> 3 p.m. local time. Okay, so, so wherever you're at, as long as it's 3 p.m., that's when we play tabs. correct mm-hmm. that, that's that's correct so 3 p.m
1: where, wherever you are and so that's it's, it's actually kind of neat to watch it because on the east coast you know we'll, three o'clock and then we'll start seeing the videos and photographs start pouring in and then as it moves across the country you so for the next four hours it's so cool just to watch the videos and seeing the responses and people posting up on facebook about mm-hmm. their experiences it really is, it really warms the heart. And uh, it just makes me so proud of the, the, the folks that go out and do this.
0: And I'm going to bring up a, a, a map here of it's all across the country that you have had people uh, volunteer to play TAPS. Uh, it's on your website. I'm going to put the links here in the description so you can, uh, people that might want to chime in on Twitter or check out your Facebook page can do that on Memorial Day and watch as, as TAPS is played uh, across America. How do people volunteer for this? Well, they can go to the either website. The best website, of course, is
1: tapsacrossamerica.org. Mm-hmm. Or you can put .com or .net; it will st- it take you right there. Uh, and you, you can, the button for registration is right in the middle of the page. It's so easy to sign up, and, uh, and it's once free. You sign- it's free. Yeah, we, we okay. don't we don't charge anything for this. And uh, it, basically, it's it's nice to have you know a record of who's doing what. And what we do also, of course, as you mentioned, we have a Google Map uh, where. If you look on the on the website, you'll see all the little blue dots where someone is, is performing. You know, at three o'clock on Memorial Day. Um, also, also, um, it's it's wonderful that we not only include buglers and trumpeters and and people who play cornet, but we've opened it up to other instruments too. Mm. The first year that we did this, I got a lot of emails from uh, people asking, well. Uh, I play clarinet or I play saxophone or trombone. Can I be involved with this too? Yeah. And after thinking about it, I said, well, why not? It, uh, Taps has become such an American piece of music, something that mm-hmm. means, you know, it's so important to us. And for this one time, for this moment of remembrance, I, I thought it would be appropriate, you know, whatever instrument you play, or if you just want to go out and sing, you know, sing the words to it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Of, of course, you know, having a bugle or trumpet at a military funeral, that's, that's what you use. But for something like this, where we want to include as many Americans as possible,
0: yeah. uh, I think it's appropriate. You said the words, are there words to tap? or are you meaning like humming the, humming the tune? Uh, there are, there are words. The, the most oh. famous one, of course, is, you know, day is done, gone the sun, from the lake,
1: from the hill, from the sky, all is well safely rest god is nigh um, words were actually very were associated with bugle calls ever since bugle calls were invented you know you, you, the one we all know i can't get them up i can't get them up i can't get them up in the morning <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know and soupy 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 <laughs> yeah for, for, for breakfast call well you know as soon as taps was first sounded in in, in those union camps soldiers started singing words to it you know go yeah. to sleep go to sleep go to sleep basically with yeah. the first words and then as in the latter part of the 19th century people actually started writing lyrics and I have a collection mm-hmm. of about two dozen uh lyrics to to, to the um to the to the, to the music yeah. and uh still people are still writing things today um uh, and it's it's really wonderful
0: um so uh and any age any instrument then can be a part of this absolutely
1: we've had violinists bassoonists trombone players piano players we had an electric guitar the other yeah. year It from, well, kind it of was...
0: reminds me of um, oh was it jimmy hendrix who it's one of the most like famous uh, electric guitar renditions if not the most famous electric guitar rendition right. yes yeah.
1: and right in the middle of it um, in the in the middle of that Star Spangled Banner uh, rendition, he plays taps on his guitar.
0: Oh yeah, that yeah. Gives you chills just thinking about it.
1: Yeah, it, you know, because he did serve in the 101st Airborne Division. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was a paratrooper, right? And so, you know, my thought is perhaps he was, you know, doing it as a salute to his his brothers, you know, who he served with. Um, it's it's quite a, quite an interesting rendition <laughs> for Definitely. sure.
0: Um, you know, I, I think of when we're talking about this, I think of like the time that I've spent overseas or I right? went, I went to London several years ago and I've always felt like you are steeped in history when you walk through London, you know, you can see the ceremonies happening, you know, wherever you go. Um, there's such history there, you know, it's, you know, centuries old and you always come back to America and you feel kind of like, uh, we're, we're a country where we kind of like, you know, tear that down and build a new thing and tear that down and build a new thing. So it, it's, it's, It's exciting to know that that someone like yourself is is still keeping history alive. And what does that mean to you to 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 continue on this this legacy and to also, uh, you know, pass that down um, as 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 America continues to move forward.
1: Well, you know we have traditions in our country. We haven't been around as long as uh, European nations, mm-hmm. but we have developed a lot of our own traditions. And of course, a, a lot of these traditions are rooted in the European tradition. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's, it's kind of good to keep those things going and going strong, like the idea of, of having some sort of uh, formal ceremony at at a funeral, you know, a way of honoring that person is so important. When uh, the reason for having a ceremony is to, to honor a person or to honor a a certain thing. And there's a a certain routine that's involved with it. um, And with certain protocols uh, that are specified for how you do things like the way you present uh, flags at a ceremony, there's a protocol for that. Mm-hmm. how you perform the national anthem, there's a protocol for that. Even though in our great country, we've learned that interpreting the national anthem has become a, a new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but there are protocols for that. Um, there's also protocols for the, the sounding of taps, protocols for how you fold the flag, how it's presented to the family, mm-hmm. um, things like that. And these are all all rooted in in, in tradition the, the re, there's a reason why you fire uh, three volleys instead of 20 or 30 or 40 uh there's a reason why you have taps um, there's right. a reason why the flag is folded in, in in such a way there's a reason why flags are set up on a pedestal in a certain order uh and and those are all part of traditions and traditions are the things Traditions are like the glue that helps keep
0: our nation together. What do you think, with Memorial Day coming up, what does Memorial Day mean to you? Well, Memorial Day to me, of
1: course, honors those who've made that sacrifice. <laughs> those, um, those men and women who have put their lives on the line to make a sacrifice so that our nation uh, will be able to continue if you can only think about you know those 18 19 and 20 year old uh, soldiers who stormed the beach of, at Omaha on June 6 1944 um, the sacrifices that they they made we have to honor that we have to remember their sacrifices we have to remember every, Every man and woman who's, who's put on a military uniform and, and put their life on the line, and in some cases, um, you know, writing a check or you know, or yeah. that we, we have to we have to cash, and uh, uh, it's it's such a you know an honor to do that. And so I, I like to think of that. And of course, uh, personally speaking, you know, I, I think of my friends, my family, uh, who 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 served. Who've put on that uniform? It it mm-hmm. just you know I, we want to honor, we want to respect,
0: uh, and we above all we want to remember. You've played taps and, and have heard taps played any number of times, infinite number of times at this point in your in your life. What do you still think of when you hear it?
1: You know it's it's
0: interesting. Um, um, of course.
1: When the event happens i you know i try to concentrate on making sure that i get every single note right mm-hmm. but i always think of you know corinthians the, the the bible verse about you know um i shall tell you a, a great mystery that we shall all be changed in a moment at the sound of the last trumpet but the trumpet mm-hmm. shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible you know those the that that Bible verse always comes back to me as you know as i I, I play the call because I know that it's a almost a, a sacred thing, a very solemn honor that we do, and we want to do it correctly yeah. and so I, I think about that, and I always try to think about you know that person that we're honoring at that moment, you know, knowing that that person has devoted a part of you know his or her life in service to our country. You know not every person that we sound taps for has died in combat you know they may have done a very honorable career you know and retired or or a lot of them they've only served two or three years but it's been done honorably they've they've given up a portion of of their life you know in service to our our country so um that taps is going to be special for them but i I think of you know that, and I also think of that Bible verse when I play. Uh,
0: you continuing to serve, you know, even even though you've 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 left the Air Force, you have this long history of service. When you reflect upon that service, can you uh, share some wisdom of what you've learned over those many years? Well,
1: <laughs> wow, it, the the wisdom I have is I I, I don't know I, I I say just always keep pressing on. Don't, you know, don't, don't let things get you down. Um, you know, 23 years, of course, you know, it was wonderful, but of course it wasn't without, you know, it's ups and downs at, at times. And you have to to learn how to weather the storms uh, through your career. Um, it's not going to be all roses every single day through your <laughs> the military career. But if you learn to, to, to pace yourself and to to, to deal with things, uh, it, it'll work out. And, and then I was really blessed with not only being able to serve my country on the federal level, but also when I retired, I was able to uh, go and work for the state of Maryland uh, as a civilian director of military funeral honors for the state. Uh, my, my, my direct boss was the adjutant general for the state of maryland who reported who reported directly to the governor so my chain of command was rather short right. uh, i also for eight years served in the maryland defense force mm. which is the uh militia of maryland not many people uh, know this but there are s- many states throughout the nation that not only have a national guard but they also have a state militia, a defense force, which is made up of volunteers. And they are authorized to wear military uniforms and they work under the auspices of the National Guard. So I was able to, to work with that with that organization as the band director for the uh, uh, Maryland Defense Force. Uh, some really great folks working with that and also being able to uh, continue sounding taps. Uh, uh, at at military generals. And so I'm basically retired from the uh, state militia also (laughs) at the rank of lieutenant colonel. Uh, So I've got two uh, military retirements, but uh, the the state one, the militia, of course, uh, was a volunteer
0: organization. I also did not know about state militias. And I think that that's going to be i'm going to make another scuttlebutt episode about state militias cuz that's really interesting i've not heard of that they're really important because they're made up of like in the state of maryland we have doctors
1: and lawyers and engineers who are willing to step up and assist the um the national guard mm-hmm. at times and they do a great service to the state of maryland um and it's all Free? Can you imagine that? These are volunteers. Yeah, they they step up and they're they're willing to provide their professional expertise uh, to the
0: state. Definitely going to look in more into that. Um, how can someone donate to Taps for Veterans or Taps Across America? Thanks. That's
1: that's a really great question. Well, you know, people wonder with you know nonprofit organizations. You know, you have a lot of volunteers and stuff yeah that's true but we have bills uh the it bills that we have uh, are quite expensive because just the mechanism for having the the bugle request system was quite expensive to put together because it had to be like handmade uh for this um we also have mailing costs when we send out things um we have a a media consultant uh that we're working with um Mm -hmm. Uh, also a a, a lawyer who's been great with providing uh, pro bono services. But of course, there are other charges that we have to pay for. Um, But so it's great to have people if they can support us, we'd love it. They can go to our website, uh, tapsforveterans.org. And right there, there's a button for donations. And also, if you go on to the TAPS Across America there's also a donation button there too, and we are a nonprofit organization. Um, or you can just go to uh, uh, you can pay through PayPal mm-hmm. and, um, and and donate that way. Um, it's very exciting uh, that we we've got a lot of support around this time of year. Definitely. And an, another organization, speaking of donation, um, with Taps Across America this year, we are partnering with. Fleet Farm stores, it's a chain of stores in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. They have 47 stores and we are providing a bugler at each one of their locations uh, for their three o'clock ceremony on Memorial Day. Mm -hmm. I think it's absolutely wonderful for a major chain to sponsor having a bugler there for their their special little uh, moment of remembrance. And they have uh, decided to help us out and support us, which is wonderful. And we thank you, Fleet Farms. <laughs> Check out the closest Fleet Farm if you live out there in the Midwest. They are wonderful. and They've been really good to us.
0: We'll make sure to put a link to them also in our description. Um, Great. Yari, this has been highly educational, very inspirational. Um, thank you for helping us complete our mission by talking with us about uh, your service and, and the organization's. I'm sure during Memorial Day, uh, this coming Memorial Day, I know that in looking at your map, uh, they are doing uh, several uh, bugles right around my area. So I hope that I step out and hear somebody playing at 3 p.m. I know I'll use that time to, to, like you say, our website says honor, remember, and reflect on those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. Um, I, I really appreciate your time coming on and thank you for joining us. It's my honor. Thank you for having me course. And for those of you listening to The Scuttlebutt, if you have any reactions to this episode, please like, share, subscribe, and ring the bell on YouTube. Or you can send me an email at sean, S-H-A-U-N, at Club.org. I'd be very excited to hear from you. uh, And I will see you all on a future episode of The Scuttlebutt.